That's probably the one of the most consistent things that you need to be doing it. So the big question is, what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate? To get the answers, we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Elite Agent Secrets. Today, I'm joined by Eric Stein. Now, Eric has been in the business for over 20 years. Now, he has also done over a thousand transactions and now has an office with over 42 agents and they do at least 500 transactions per year. Today, we're going to be diving into consistency, CRMs, and stepping out of your comfort zone because Eric is going to unpack and share his secrets for success on how he has become one of the top brokers in his area. Eric, welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Looking forward to it. Likewise, likewise. Yeah, today today is one of those days where we get to see some high-level numbers, but I know they didn't happen overnight. I know it wasn't an overnight success either. It just took about 20 years. So take us back to day one of why you even get started in real estate. You know, people ask me that. I actually saw an ad in a local penny saver newspaper of, hey, you don't want to do a real estate seminar. I was actually 17 at the time in high school. Um, You know, took it. They're like, you sell nine houses. You're going to make $100,000 for the year. I figured I'd do it while I'm in college, go get a degree, work on Wall Street, you know, all of that good stuff. And then I got in the business, realized that wasn't the case, uh, that you had to hustle your ass off. And, you know, then uh, it made the difference. And, you know, 20 years later, here we are. So it was uh, just uh, seeing an ad in the paper got me started. That's amazing. It's kind of crazy because, like, that would never happen today if you think about it. Yep. First of all, what's a newspaper, right? Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yep. hundred percent. I get young agents that come, they see me, they see what we post online. They're like, Oh, I see your success. I want that. You know? And it's, it's no like, Hey, here's a, here's a classified ad in a newspaper. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, okay. Year one, year two, year three, do you remember how many transactions you've done? So year one, I, I think I did either 18, 20 transactions. My first year became top agent in my office. Um, year two was probably about 25. Year three was interesting. Year three, I bought a house, um, decided to uh, not work as hard, kind of rested a little bit on my laurels. You know, I was doing about 200, $225,000 a year, gross commission income. And in the first six months, I had about a hundred grand book. And I'm like, all right, yeah, six months, half the year, I'm good, I'm going. And then over those two months over the summer, I just bought a house in February of that year. And I booked basically $2,500 in business. And, you know, come September, you're like, oh, shit, you know, I have $8,000 a month of bills with $15,000 in the bank. What's going on? You know, I was taking long lunches with my old business partners and working on my house like Bob Vila. A lot of people probably won't know who Bob Vila is anymore. But, you know, you're you're out there. I'm swinging a hammer. I'm building laundry rooms, pulling ivy off the house. And, you know, just really wasn't as focused without enough of a business to really carry me through. And, you know, got to a point where it was like, oh, shit, you know, you're, you're in a little bit of trouble right now. So so how did you turn that around? 
I remember I was on vacation and I'm a very much kick the chair kind of person. You know, I've learned over the years, different management styles, but for me, it's like, shut the fuck up and go, you know, there is nothing there. You just, you are in charge or you can control what you can control and you go out there and you know, you go do it. So I was on vacation. I was like, you know what? I'm going to come home a day early. I'm going to finish off the things around the house that I wanted to finish off. And I'm going to hit the ground running in September, put a mailer out. I knocked on doors. I went super, super aggressive and I turned it all around, you know, within a, you know, short time period, you know, that three months that ended out the year in New York takes about three months to close the transaction compared to uh, about 30 days in the rest of the country. And, um, you know, that following year, I was back up to about 225, 250 in 2007. Wow. One of the hardest years that we all remember. Yeah. So yep. very vividly. Right. Yeah. And then I uh, I opened the franchise, I opened the Remax office in September 2007. And I remember we had signed the lease, signed the franchise agreement, put the money in. And in August, uh, Countrywide decided they were no longer going to buy mortgages on the secondary market. And I'm never home early, you know, during the week, especially. And I remember just being home, sitting on the edge of my bed, seeing CNBC, the countrywide closed their window, that they were no longer buying mortgages on the secondary in August. And we were, you know, getting ready to open shortly thereafter. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And, you know, we we officially opened September 30th, um, 2007. And you know what? I won't trade it for anything. You can make it during those times. You can make it anytime. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. Now, fast forward into the year that we're in, a lot of people, a lot of agents are going to look back at 2023 as the year that is very much in comparison to the 0708, maybe just not as severe of a crash, but we definitely had a quote-unquote down market or shifting market, right? And I've interviewed enough agents to know that a lot of people, a lot of top agents were hurting. Here's the one thing that I noticed is that a lot of us were justifying what we did. I, on the other hand, second year in the business, had no fucking idea or difference that it was a down or shifting market. Like I knew that it, I, let me take that back. I knew that it was a down and a shifting market, but I didn't think of it the same way that everybody else did because while everybody else's numbers went down, I tripled. Yeah. Right? So it goes back to what you were just saying. If you can make it in 07, 08, you, you made it in 2023 or whatever other shifting market you had over the course of your career, you're going to just fucking make it. 100%. You look, you look at 23, like, I don't think it was a down market. I think it was a different market. I think there was less inventory, but I don't, yeah. I don't think it was a down market. I don't think it was a bad market. You know, I could say myself with, you know, I hit 20 years this year, but I have out of my 40, 42 agents, 35% of them had their best years ever in their career. You know what I mean? So like when you look at it, it's what you did with it. I knew that in 2022, you know, the, the gravy train was not going to continue. You know what I mean? And it was 100%. like, what are you going to do? And for myself and a lot of my agents, you know, we doubled down a lot, you know, at the beginning of 23, end of 22, you know, and said, you need to do that. I pumped in an extra 90 grand that I never did before. You know what I mean? Into the, you know, my real estate market. And I did a lot of, a lot more one-on-one -on -one coaching. I did some chairman's club coaching basically with my agents, which I could dive in for you. But it's something where the market, a lot of people are hurting and even a lot of top producers, like you said, are hurting, but that's because they did the same thing that they did, you know, with 20, 30% less inventory. And it took people probably six to nine months to realize I have to shift. And in the first six months of, 
you know, the year, it was still pretty booming. You know, and if you were a top producer, you're doing a lot of listings, you probably made a lot of money, but it's, there's definitely a low inventory level on there. And it's just, there's plenty of still transactions. I think the U.S. will probably sell four point something million homes. There's plenty to be sold. I would agree. Hey, I just wanted to jump in here and let you know, if you would like access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. Now back to the show. I like how you said it's a different market. Consistency is our topic number one, I think plays so freaking well in here because a lot of agents stayed consistent with the crap that they did the year before, which was not a whole lot. Yep. And then there were some agents like myself and you that basically said, okay, well, if we did that, we're not going to get those results. So we need to change and become consistent with the new shit that we're about to do. So let's unpack consistency. Why is that so important and critical in our business where we basically tell everybody we got time freedom, financial freedom. You can work whenever you want to work and all this other bullshit that comes with a little bit of a caveat. Yeah. You know, well, listen, consistency in every aspect of life, you know, whether good or bad, you can be a hell of a drug addict and do drugs every day consistently. You know what I mean? Or yeah. you can be consistent with what you're doing and be proactive and, and getting everything together. And the reality of it is most agents, their business kind of go ups and down like a roller coaster. Right. And I always teach my agents, you know, you have a base of a floor of zero income. My goal is to get you to create a slanted floor. And, you know, even if you have the ups and downs, your income level goes or that drop is less. So consistency, you know, listen, we all have those bad days, those all those weeks that are bad. Sometimes we go through those slumps. I've probably had a slump for, you know, a week, a month, you know, that I can think of almost every year. You know what I mean? But it's what you do with it. And it's being consistent is the most important thing. You know, I lost uh, probably about 10, 11 years ago. I probably lost 70 pounds. And the reality of it is, is, you know, Darren Hardy compound effect, you know, it's consistency. It's much harder to lose weight and get in shape than it is to go to work. You know, you can eat like shit very easily. It's much easier to eat like shit, you know, than it is to eat healthy. But to go to work, you're like, "Ah, I don't know. And what are you doing in that time? So consistency is the main thing. And I do, you do have, you know, time freedom. You get to do whatever you want. I put out a video and it was like, you can do every, you can do it all, just not everything. You know, I have, I sell real estate. I have a team, you know, my office manager helps dramatically. I have an office with my office manager. I buy and sell properties. I have properties that I hold. I'm married and I have two small children. You know, I do it all. I got the same 24 hours in a day and I sleep a lot. I sleep eight, nine hours. You know, for somebody that does as much as I do, most people sleep five or six hours. I do sleep a lot. Wow. Not as much with a baby anymore, but you know, I do, I'm in bed at least you know, for those hours. But so consistency is is super, super important. And whether or not, if you can't do it yourself, do you need a coach, you need accountability? What do you need to do to really keep yourself consistent and get out of your own way? You know, I, I mentioned Chairman's Club before, you know, I so Chairman's Club, um, I'm sure you've done coaching at some level, you know, at some point, you know, most coaching companies want you to meet every week. Why? So you can stay consistent. So if you screwed up, you can only screw up for six days before you meet your coach. And mm-hmm. the reality of it is, is that when you meet your coach, even if you're only going to get two or three days, that's two or three days, then you know you're meeting your coach in seven days. So maybe that sixth day you're going to, oh, shit, I'm meeting him tomorrow. I got to do this. You get two or three days of a lull and then you start the process over, you know, but consistency with, with Chairman's Club, we meet every week and it's what happened. What was your goals from last week? What do you want to accomplish? Set realistic goals. And did you, you know, reach those goals? Did you not? You know, do you need to what got in your way? What we find out most of the time for people of why they did not reach those goals 
is that they didn't reach those goals because something got in their own personal way. Their emotions got in their way. They got frustrated, whatever the case is. You know, my wife is a psychotherapist and I make the joke, you know, I've been to enough therapy to put three West Wings on my therapist's house. And, you know, it's it's so true. Like, we are the reason why we're not consistent. Not the brokerage, not the business, it's us. So what the hell is in our way and how do we overcome that? Whether it's a mental feed, whether it's laying out your clothes the night before, you know what I mean? Getting the junk food out of your house, whatever that level is, what do you need to do to get that? And I, I try to help my agents really grow a lot with that and look at that a lot for myself. I think I think that's huge, right? And it's not only consistency you're talking about, there's also accountability that you're talking about there. Sometimes we're just not truthful with 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 ourselves. So that coaching that you're talking about is is key to be like, come on, snap out of it. You are not consistent. And you're like, what do you mean? I am consistent. And then you look back at the last, let's say, six days, and you're like, oh shit, I did it one out of I did it once out of six times that I was supposed to do it. And I'm guilty of this too. Yeah, we I'm all just, are. I'm I'm consistent with the things that I like doing. We I find that we're inconsistent with the things we don't like doing. And that's where something that comes in of getting comfortable being uncomfortable, because let's face it, it's the shit you don't want to do. You yeah. know what I mean? Plenty of times, you know, I, listen, you know, I love my wife. We get in a fight. It will fuck me up. My head will be in a cloud, you know, this and that, you know, there's nothing like your spouse that can get under your skin like that. And, you know, I'm not in the mood to make 15 calls to, to clients and this and that. And, you know, you'll always react to the deals, the calls that are coming in. But being proactive, that's very hard. There's days that I just don't want to do it. But you know what? Tough shit. You got to do it anyway. You know what I mean? If you worked for somebody and if you didn't hit your metrics, you know, on a daily, weekly, whatever the, the scale is going to be, you're done. You know what I mean? Like you're fired. And it's something where... Being consistent is super important. And it could be, you know, we can talk about time management. We can talk about how to kind of get those breaks and stuff like that. But it's something where, you know, you you need to really run through that. And like I tell agents, you know, I don't bullshit a lot during the day. Why? Because I'm super intentional with my time and I'm packed. You know what I mean? With everything I have. But if you need 10 minutes for me, great, let's schedule. You need an hour for me, no problem. Let's schedule, let's get it on there. Like I tell, and then you need the break side. You know, I like I got into golf a couple of years ago. I'll go play golf. So how the hell did you get out and go play golf? Because I schedule that. I made sure my calls are done before or afterwards. I made sure, you know, my staff knows where it is. I have things delegated out. I can be in a golf course and spread things out so that they're handled to when I'm coming back. And it's not coming back to, oh my God, it's a shit show. And, you know, when you look at it, like I tell people, when I take a personal vacation, and I've been doing this since year one, I shut my phone off. You cannot get me. The only way you can get me, yep, the only way you can get me on a personal vacation is you have to call my wife's phone. And if you dare to call my wife's phone and something's not an emergency, God bless you. You know what I mean? You know, my, my wife is a, is a type A direct personnel. She owns her own business. She can run circles around around marketing. She's a tough cookie. You know what I mean? You better You better really be on fire if you're calling her phone for me you know, when we're on a personal family vacation. So um, it, it's important to be able to get that balance, but consistency those other weeks is how you're able to provide yourself a week off like that. So what are the things that we should be consistent with as we're building this business? So, you you know, you need your database, you need your CRM out there, no doubt about it. And I just was talking to one of my agents, um, you know, we, we were using one of my other agents, my top guy, as an example, um, Hermie Kino, he's a, he's a beast. Um, he uses a, a calendar notebook. So he doesn't use a digital piece. You know, he uses a calendar notebook. I use a, a digital piece. I've used Top Producer in the past. I currently use Real Geeks. And 
Remax says KV Core is wild. And a lot of them are good, but the reality of it is I don't care what you use. You can use napkins if you want, but you have to be able to be consistently, you get a lead, you put it in. You call your people from your database, you put a note in there. You have to consistently, if you're using drip campaigns, put that in there. Consistently providing value to your client. We do a market report video through BombBomb every month and then another video of a value add every month. Sometimes I'll be on there with the family wishing people happy holidays, whatever the case may be. But you need to be consistent with that, getting your message out to people. And you need to be consistent with your calls. You know, if you set your database up properly, your database should be filled with multiple different levels of the funnel, you know, top funnel, middle funnel, bottom, you know, ones that already transact, you know, and if you're continuous filling them and moving them up and down through your funnel, you're making those calls. You don't need to make a thousand calls a day. You know, if you're working your database, your CRM, you know, properly, you make 10, 20 calls a day. You know, you're talking about you'll probably sell 30 to 50 properties a year if they're managed calls. You're doing, a you know, 10 to 20, you know, cold calling, you know, scratching the neighborhood. No, that's not going to be the case. But you need to fill your, your funnel, your pipeline with people at different stages and continue to work that stuff through. You know, that's probably the one of the most consistent things that you need to be doing and getting in your database every single day. I love it. I love it. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. 